0: Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada, And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. All right, guys, AJ here. And today I'm going to do a solo episode talking about how you can write better proposals so that you can close more deals and win more big clients. I'm going to be a really awesome episode because I'm going to be sharing with you my super secret, super awesome revenue boost proposal process. And what I have here is I'm, I'm looking at my screen while I'm doing this podcast and I'm looking at a proposal I'm dishing out for a 15K consulting project, nothing crazy. You know, I realize that like I've got such a simple and effective way for writing proposals that I barely see anyone else do. Like most of the time, Like, I've coached tons and tons of agency owners. We've had about 80, 80, 81 agency owners go through my coaching program over the last two years. So, I've worked a lot with different agencies offering all different services, you know, ads, marketing, consulting, web development, graphic design. And, you know, when I've looked over a lot of different agency owners' sales process and I looked over, like, how are they pitching their offer? How are they presenting their services to their clients? I found a really common, like, a really common mistake that's holding them back and might be holding you back too. And what is it? Well, they don't know how to write effective proposals and they don't know how to present their proposals, right? So here's the thing, as an agency owner, freelancer, consultant, whatever you identify as, you sell something that other people sell, right? Like, let's say that you're selling website development or like email marketing, right? Lots and lots of people sell that, right? The challenge as an agency owner is we, we sell things that are not inherently unique. Like, yes, there might be some unique things about how you deliver your service, but regardless, there's a lot of competition you're selling to some degree a commodity, right? So the question becomes, how do you stand out? How do you really impress a potential client when, when you're looking at you know, getting a deal, getting a retainer or a project with a big company and they're looking at other agencies, other options, how do you stand out, right? Well, I believe that one of the most important ways you stand out is not through your product or service itself, but through your sales process, right? Because think about this, when somebody's evaluating an agency or a consultant they wanna work with, they're judging you by your sales process, right? Because no one really knows what your service is like until you work with them, right? So prospects are judging you like a hawk by your sales process. How quick do you respond to emails? What does your proposal look like? Is it designed nice? Does it it seem like you listen to them, right? The vibe over the call, do do you guys connect, right? Do you have rapport? So really like if you're selling a service that other people sell and you have a hard time differentiating, realize that the way you sell your sales process, that's how you differentiate. For example, we're closing a deal from this week. And uh, this guy that hopped on a call with my sales closer, he was saying like, look, I'm pretty impressed with you guys because, you know, like I've talked to a few other people offering something kind of similar, but you guys had the best sales process. Like, I I feel the most comfortable. You're very efficient, very professional, very on top of the follow-up, right? So like, look, your prospects judge you by your sales process. And a huge part of the sales process, a huge shift to make that determines whether you're gonna close more deals or whether you're gonna miss out on some deals is your proposal, right? So one of the, the first mistake that I see a lot of agencies make is they present their proposal where it's almost like a, like, like a brochure, like a boring list of services, right? If you're showing your offer to your clients and all you're really giving them is like a list of line items, like I'm gonna do Facebook ads, I'm gonna do Google ads, and then you list like what's included in the price, almost like, like an order form, you, I can guarantee you're, you're missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more every year. And look, I used to write proposals this way. I used to think, hey, a proposal is just supposed to be like, what am I giving them and what does it cost and how long does it take, right? Wrong. When you do it that way, guess what? Do you think your competitors do it that way too? Of course they do, right? So if you're submitting a proposal, if you're like talking to a prospect, they like what you're saying and they want you to send them the price and a proposal and you're giving them just like a list of like services and prices, you look the same as every other agency. And what does that mean? That means you become commoditized objectified and compared like a piece of meat to these other agencies. Right? So like, look, when you're selling, you know, B2B services, agency services, you need to stand out, right? And the way you stand out is through your sales process. And when you have a sales process that differentiates you and shows you as an authority, shows you as someone, someone to be taken seriously, you come off different than the competitors and the other companies they're getting bids from or, or, or proposals from like, that's how you win. That's how you get the deal. Right? And the proposal is a huge part of this. So, Biggest mistake I see from working with so many other agency owners, again, almost a hundred different agencies by now, I've coached and consulted and worked with personally on helping them scale. Biggest mistake I see is they do a pretty basic minimal proposal, right? And there's nothing different about it, right? So what I'm gonna walk you through now is how to fix that, right? I'm gonna walk you through how I write my proposals. I'm literally looking at a proposal on my screen. And if you want like an actual proposal template, I could be persuaded to give it to you for free. I can give you the proposal, the B2B sales proposal template from my online course as a freebie, as a thank you for listening to the podcast. So if you want that, email me, aj at and I would be happy to uh, give you our template. But anyways, I'm gonna walk you through the intentional structure I have for proposals, right? So I'm gonna walk you through how I write proposals, whether it's a $2,000 a month retainer, whether it's a $30,000 like consulting deal. Like I've like I've closed all sorts of different projects with this same template, and it's so persuasive, so effective, so useful, and you're gonna get it now. So. Without further ado, when you're writing a proposal, first of all, people ask me, hey, Jay, what kind of, do you like to make slides? Do you like to use a proposal software? How do you even present your offer to a client? Well, the first thing's first is you should never email your client a proposal randomly. I like to actually walk the prospect through the proposal over the call. And here's why. And this is, guys, this is one shift that if you make this, you're going to make a lot more money. If you are emailing proposals to your prospects, I know you're missing out on revenue. Why? Because... That's what's happened to me in the past, right? What I do now is I walk the prospect through a proposal. That is like a rule, right? We do not email our offers. We walk the prospect through it on the call because they're gonna see your offer and they're gonna have questions, concerns, objections. And if, they, if that happens when they're like reading your proposal on their phone, they don't have you there to talk them through it and help them resolve those concerns. So you, you miss out on like all this objection handling and discussion if you're just randomly emailing the them proposal. Second of all, if you email prospects a proposal, they might skim it. They might not really read it as the way as it's as, it, as it's intended, right? And also, there might be a lot of complicated things in your proposal that your client doesn't understand because you know we all like to use terms that we understand as marketers. But if your proposal has anything that confuses your prospects, and you know you're not there to help them like like explain it and 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 really like walk them through what that means, then they're going to be confused, and a confused mind does not buy, right? So. Basically all that to say, you're gonna close more deals and increase your sales conversions and your closing rate if you switch to showing your prospects your proposal, never, never just emailing them randomly, trust me. You've like, let me ask you, have you ever sent a proposal to a client and never heard back? Yes, it's frustrating. Stop that happening by just stop sending it to them, like walk them through it over a call. So when you finish the sales call, book a second call to walk them through the game plan. That's exactly how I'd word it. And that works really well. Now, when you write your proposal, What most entrepreneurs and salespeople do is they write out, okay, here's my services, here's the deliverables, here's the price, here's how long it takes, yada, yada. And I'm not saying that's not important. You do need those in the proposal, but that's not really persuasive, right? That's just basically like giving someone like a catalog of your services and any other agency that is fighting for that client's business is also gonna give them like the same services and like maybe similar-ish pricing. right? So again, you have nothing that helps you win in that scenario, right? So if you want to win more deals, when you're sending your proposals, you gotta like I look at my proposals as sales copy, right? I look at it as like a sales letter, right? And it's got to have persuasive copy, persuasive writing in it. So here is my B two b sales proposal framework. and um, yeah, like follow along. if you're in a car listening to this at the gym, hopefully you can remember, but you can also write it down or you can email me and I can give you the actual template. Anyways, so when you have a proposal, before you talk about your services, the first section should be goals goals, objectives, whatever you want to call it, right? So on the proposal example I have here, I help clients and agencies, you know, scale through cold outreach. One of my objectives on the proposal for this example client would be increase qualified leads and book more calls through LinkedIn, email, and phone call. Increase conversion rates on existing outreach campaigns. So you want to start off your proposal with goals, right? Because again, people don't buy your services. They buy the goals and the results you're promising them that your services deliver, right? So You want to start your proposal with reminding them, hey, here's what I'm going to help you achieve, right? Because you want to keep people in the mindset of like, I'm getting value and I'm spending money, but I'm going to get something important out of it, right? So section one should be objectives. Section two is KPIs. So in your proposal, and again, this is something I just created like myself over the last few years. It's I've never seen anyone do proposals this way. And I found that when I started doing them this way, I just closed more deals. So excited to hear same thing for you. Second section is KPIs you're going to focus on. So in this example proposal, because it's a proposal to help someone with cold email and LinkedIn lead gen, the KPIs I listed are cold email conversion rates, qualified leads, meetings booked, and deals closed, revenue generated. So why do we put KPIs? It's because we want the client to know, or we want the prospect to know that there's going to be accountability. Like if you're mentioning specific metrics in your prospects' businesses that are going to improve, that automatically shows them hey, this person's an expert. They understand like the nitty gritty. They, like, they understand these numbers. That means they know how to track these numbers and make them go up, right? So this is hugely important, right? And it also creates accountability. You're telling your client, hey, you're going to measure me on these metrics, and this is what I'm going to help you improve. So it creates a lot of transparency and trust. Now, the third section is game plan and deliverables. So now, after you show the prospect on the proposal objectives and KPIs, you're going to show them game plan and deliverables, right? And... This is where you can talk about like what they're actually getting, but there's a specific way to do this, right? When I made the shift, I definitely saw prospects like resonate more and like understand it better and be more interested to work with me. The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing and great sales systems. Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team, especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight-figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, Do a search and type in B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find a link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. When you're covering like the deliverables, like the what this person actually gets... You start high level and then you go down to details. So think about you start macro, you start talking about things like in this example of a proposal I made for a prospect earlier today, I'm gonna to help you with LinkedIn Legion support. We're gonna help you with copywriting. We're gonna build your in-house sales systems for your sales team. We're gonna audit your tech stack and provide recommendations. You start with like high level things like what am I doing? And then you can put bullet points around like what results does that help you get and how does that work, right? But you start high level, then you go down to the low level. So this is where... Another common mistake I've seen a lot of agency owners and freelancers make is they just freaking lose their clients and they lose the prospect because they go into all this techno babble and industry lingo and vocabulary that nobody understands, which doesn't serve either party. So start high level, then go down to the details later. So for example, you could start out by saying, hey, we're going to double your website traffic and double your sales, right? And then you could put bullet points around like how you're going to do it and like what channels are being used. But you got to start hell because really some prospects don't care about the details. They want to know, what are you doing? How does it work? How long does it take to work? What do I have to pay, right? And then some prospects are more analytical. Some people are, you know, if you think about DISC personality tests, which is a test I really like, there's the C, the cautious and analytical conscientious personality type, right? Some people do want to see the details. So it's good to leave details in your proposal, but don't go too far and make sure you start out by like listing out the main, like, okay. Here's what we're doing at a high level, and here's what it's gonna help you achieve, right? And then let people go down to the weeds and read the bullet points and the details if they really want it, right? And again, if you want this proposal template, just email me because then it'll be easier to kind of see this, but you still get the idea. Now, when you're listing out your game plan and deliverables and you're listing out what they're getting, have as much detail as possible. Because let me ask you this if I sent you a proposal to work with me on scaling your agency, right? And I had two bullet points like, I'm gonna improve your sales process and I'm gonna help you get more leads from Colino. You'd be like, okay, that sounds cool, but it's only two bullet points, right? And if I come back to you with like a $20,000 price tag and you're like, well, there's only like two little tiny things you're doing here, it looks like. Why is this cost so much money? That would be a normal response, right? So one thing I've realized from like auditing a lot of agencies and helping them with their sales process is a lot of agencies might only offer one or two services. There's so many things happening inside of that service they can highlight. So for example, let's say you offer Facebook ads as an example to a client, right? If you just write Facebook ads and like monthly call, you know, it doesn't look that exciting, but you can take a service like Facebook ads and you could break it down into granular detail and you could have like 10 bullet points, right? Facebook ad account management, Facebook ad optimization, analysis and reporting bi-weekly, once a month consulting call, you know, new copywriting every two weeks, new creatives testing every two weeks, whatever it is, right? Point is, you can have the same service, but you can explain more of the minutia of, of what they're getting and make it seem a lot bigger, which helps you justify a bigger price, right? Because you, if you're listing out your deliverables and there's like 20 bullet points there, that helps justify a high price tag, right? But again, I'm not saying add more services. I'm saying like go into more detail about what the nitty gritty pieces are. That's a sales tactic I call price building, right? So you could take the same service, but you could draw it out more with more bullet points and show them like all the little, because, you know, like, your clients are not marketing experts, right? Unless you're selling to like CMOs, which I know is the case for some of you listeners, but generally, for the most part, your clients are not marketing experts, right? Not to the level you are. Otherwise, why would they be hiring you? So this is really, really important to actually show them like what really goes in. And here's the thing. If you show a prospect a plan and there's a lot of detail and a lot of moving parts, this is going to help eliminate preemptively that objection of, oh, maybe I'll just do this myself. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard oh, maybe I will just, um, I will just have my assistant or my secretary do this. Oh, for the love of God, don't let your secretary run your Facebook ads. But you've heard this before, right? You know, we all have the objection to face of, you know, hey, maybe I'll do this in-house or do it myself. So when you draw your game plan and you make it look like extra detailed to the point where it could be possibly looking a little bit slightly overwhelming for someone, then that's often going to help you win the deal because it's gonna show them, wow, first of all, it's gonna show, okay, this person's an expert because if they know how to write this, that means they know how to do this stuff probably, right? So it shows your expertise. It also shows that it's gonna be hard for them to do it on their own and it's going to justify the price. So really powerful tip there. Very, 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 very useful. And then you'd put timeline, how long it takes and you can put it like how long it might take them to get results. Really important for setting expectations. Have you ever had a client that wanted results like super fast and there was wrong expectations? Well, guess what? You can solve that at the proposal stage by putting in a timeline and setting reasonable expectations, and then you can put in like structure, like what do they actually get? So this is, in the structure section, I put like what they actually physically get. Like for me, for a consulting project, they would get one to one calls, text access. I'd help them with their copywriting. So structure, you could put like 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 what their physical deliverables are, right? And then you just put next steps. So another really powerful thing, put the next steps. So don't just give a, a list of like, oh, here's my services, here's what it costs. When you put a section for next steps, it allows your prospect to visualize himself buying from you, right? So next step section in your proposal can be like, hey, decision on start date, proceed to onboarding steps, create a Slack community, I'll send you a survey, we'll pick a date for the first call, whatever it is, right? Might even have a funny little point of mine here that says get to work and start making some money. So when you put the next steps, it gets your prospect to imagine what it looks like to work with you and they start to like visualize it, right? And this is really powerful because one of the big challenges with selling like online services and high ticket services is it's kind of like intangible, right? You sell something that you can't that the prospect they can't feel in their hand they can't touch it, they can't see it, right? Help them see it. So when you tell your prospects in the sales process on a call and in the proposal, hey, after if you're ready to go, we're gonna do this this, 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 and this. It might seem superfluous and unnecessary to walk your prospect through onboarding steps if they haven't told you yes, but it actually makes them more likely to buy from you because they can start to like wrap their head around it and they start to like see themselves taking those steps with you. So really, really powerful little psychological tactic there. Then, only then you list out the price. When you list out the price, uh, we could do another podcast sometime on like pricing strategies and discounts and payment plans and all that fun stuff. But anyways, last section is the price with the ROI. So the last, last section, which this is something I'd never see agencies do is list the roi right i don't mean you have to promise a client a crazy guarantee or ridiculous result we've all heard those huge crazy hermosy style guarantees you don't need to do that but when you drop the price list out the benefits and the value and the potential roi so this is i'm not saying make a legally binding statement of i'm going to get you your next 100 grand in revenue i'm not saying that right i'm saying list out like the potential expected revenue and also the other non-monetary benefits so really, really powerful. This is one rule I have in sales. And it's what I teach to all of my clients. Never give the price without following it up with the value, right? So you have to keep selling your prospects, right? The sales process never ends. Just because you hopped on a call and the person was interested, doesn't mean you don't need to keep selling them and keep like dangling the value in front of them, right? That's really what I refer to in my mind as, right? Like dangling the value in front of them, right? So at every opportunity in the sales process, reinforce and remind your prospect of the value. So for example, in my proposal template, after I give them the price, I have a little paragraph on like, here's what potential ROI you can expect based on the numbers we spoke about. And also here's why this is a good deal. And here's the other benefits. So I I also list out non-monetary benefits. So I might say something like, hey, you know, after working together, you could potentially earn another 200 to a million dollars in revenue this year if it goes well, right? And then I'll say something like, and also here's some other benefits, more free time for you, you know, happier team because you'll have more clients more peace of mind knowing that this section of your business is being handled by pros. Just things like that, right? So because here's what happens, you know, like you have to understand when someone's reading your proposal, as soon as you bring up the price, like we've all felt the nerves, right? Of the price and the sales process. Whenever it's time to talk money, everybody tenses up, right? And when your prospect sees that you're asking them for whatever, like 4k a month or whatever you charge, they're instantly thinking, oh, I'm losing money. I got to pay 4k a month, right? So. Whenever you present your price, follow it up with, okay, and it's gonna be 4K a month, and here's what you're gonna get. Here's the potential results, here's the goal that we're gonna to work towards. And then it takes them out of that like painful mindset of thinking about how much they gotta pay you and then brings them right back to the value. Nobody should ever say that your services are too expensive. To me, when I'm investing in an agency or contractor, consultant, I'm only thinking about ROI. I'm not thinking about like what I'm paying. Like it's really irrelevant as long as I can afford it, right? So you gotta get your prospects in value-based thinking. When your prospects are in like cost-based thinking, they're very unlikely to buy, or they're likely to ask you for a discount or something stupid like that, right? But when your prospects are in value-based thinking and they're thinking about the ROI and the cost compared to what they could earn, they're much more receptive, much more likely to buy from you and even like buy your upsells too. All right, so that is my proposal strategy. I've closed so many different deals with this proposal structure. It's something that I've taught to numerous, numerous agency owners that have worked with me and, and been mentored by me. And I hope you enjoy this too. If you want the proposal template, I could definitely give it to you for free as a thanks for being a podcast listener. Just send me an email at or reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you actually take action on this. Like next time you present an offer to a client, use this structure I just taught you today. Objectives, KPIs, game plan, timeline, structure and deliverables. Next steps, investment, and then ROI and benefits. Use the structure and watch you close more deals. It's really, really powerful, really, really simple. Like I I only, and by the way, guys, I don't use a fancy software, If you like you can if you want. My style is I send all of my proposals, even my biggest deals I've closed, I send a simple Google doc and you know why? First of all, it's kind of my personality. I'm pretty like simple, minimalist type of person. And it's just faster and easier to make a Google doc than to make fancy slides, but also, I find that a Google Doc's not very intimidating. So this is a little pro tip for you. I find that when you're sending slides to someone or you're walking them through a slideshow, they kind of feel like they're being sold a little bit. So I feel like a Google Doc is a more is a little bit more like relatable and a little bit more casual and a little bit less tense. So that's just my opinion. I find Google Docs are like a little bit less like invasive in that sense, and people just feel like they're kind of reading something about a plan rather than they're like being sold to you by a salesperson, right? So very, very powerful tip there. Um, but maybe, Maybe I'm just justifying it to myself. Maybe I'm actually just lazy and I don't want to make slides. So that's why I do this. But no, in all seriousness, like I've, I do I do back the Google Doc strategy. It definitely, it just feels a lot more natural, honestly, when you're reading through it with a prospect. But anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave us a five-star review if you did. And I will see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and tell us what you think. It really motivates us a lot to make more episodes and helps us out a ton with getting the show out there. Now, if you're trying to grow and get more clients and you'd like me and my team to help you come up with a personalized growth strategy for your agency, we can help. Head over to revenueboost.net slash contact, and you can book a growth call with my team. This will be a one-on-one call where we'll show you what's working right now when it comes to generating leads, booking calls, and acquiring clients at scale. And you can learn about our programs where we can work with you to help your agency scale and get you more dream clients. Again, head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and see you on the next episode.